0: Welcome to Bible Mysteries.
1: What if there are secrets in the Bible the world doesn't want you to know? You're listening to episode 148 The Coming Wrath, the Earth. Now, here are your hosts, Scott and John. Again to Bible Mysteries Podcast. I am Scott Mitchell.
0: I'm John Potts, and this is the show that talks about things in the Bible the world doesn't want you to know.
1: Well, John, what do you think? We're trying something different today. I like
0: this setup. It's yeah.
1: Cool. We thought we'd get rid of the table and uh, kind of get a, a different look just to see how it works. Yeah. I can see you. Yeah. I can see our audience. Yeah. And uh, we're going to talk about things that hopefully will keep everybody interested, but. Um, You know, there's so much going on right now in the world. It's like, where do you start? Mm -hmm. (laughs) There's so many subjects going on. Um, And and by the way, uh, I might mention to everyone listening that uh, YouTube, you know, pulled one of our episodes, episode 143, which was called AI and genetic manipulation. (laughs) Okay. Wow. They didn't like that, huh? Yeah, they put us back in jail again, Google jail. Uh, They say that we violate their medical community standards. You know, I notice every time they've done this. Hmm. It's been about genetic manipulation. Whenever we talk about that, they say that violates their medical community standards. What does that tell you about what they're thinking is medical?
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, that uh, medical to them is uh, men can do whatever they want and gener- you know, manipulate whatever they want. Yeah, and if you speak out against that, then they they don't like that because that that's going against what they promote, right?
1: That's a good point. I think it's because we're revealing what they know to be true—that mm-hmm. perhaps some form of genetic manipulation is going to be involved in the mark of the beast—and they yeah. know this is true because they're satanic. These are Luciferians that run yeah. the Alphabet, yeah. you know. So, uh, and by the way. The podcast that's on uh, Apple and Spotify and our websites and uh, Vimeo and Rumble and all the other uh, social media type thing—they never pull anything. So it's just Google that has this community standard. So evidently, they don't believe in free speech.
0: Well, and isn't uh, isn't? I don't know the guy's name. You'll probably know it the guy who's like the CEO of Google, isn't he the guy that's all into like um, tying humans into like the internet or uh, what do you call that? Where it's like the... the It's the like biometrics? God, yeah, but it's like uh, reaching a god-like status. Through, well, you're talking we talk about, about Yuval
1: Noah Harari, uh, but he, he's not involved with Google, I don't think. Or no. maybe he is. Maybe
0: he's on their board or something. I'll, maybe I'll do some research on yeah. it and come back. I thought you would know it off the top of your head, but I'm pretty sure that the head of Google... Is trying to push an agenda through um, genetic manipulation and raising and connecting. Well, oh, I anyway, don't, I don't doubt that. Off, I don't doubt off. that at all. <laughs> it's fact, all satanic, man. <laughs> absolutely.
1: In fact, I think the the people that run Google and most of these corporations are yeah. all involved in some sort of satanic uh, agenda. Uh, but I find it interesting that Google seems to be so sensitive about anything to do with AI, and genetic manipulation where one of the guys that recently retired from them is an outspoken critic and warning about AI. And we discussed him, and suddenly I'm drawing a blank on his name, but you can find it. He he was one of the chief uh, engineers about that. I think we talked about
0: that on that episode that we just got banned We do, which is maybe
1: why. But I see him on all kinds of videos. So why are they targeting us? And I I think it's because our videos, uh, we focus on the Bible. Yeah. And so we try to tie what we can to the Bible, and that scares them. Because yeah. Satan hates the Word of God.
0: So by the way, we've been banned for one week, but it's not official we're going to be banned for two weeks because we're talking about it right now, right? <laughs>
1: oh, I don't care. I mean, they, you know, they can, they can kiss my grits <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. But what that means is like for our other ministry, which is the one I do on Sunday morning, Unlock the mm-hmm. Bible Now, yeah. uh, we normally release a message every, every Sunday and tomorrow's message won't be on YouTube because we're banned for a week. Okay. So we have our Unlock the Bible now app, which anybody can download free, and mm-hmm. you can watch it there if you want to. And it'll ultimately be on other uh, other platforms like Rumble and such. Okay. But um, it usually has to go through uh, YouTube first, and because we got it linked that way. So yeah, just to let you know that uh, we're we're doing something that's uh, you know getting people upset somewhere, yeah. and it's good. We're upsetting the Luciferians, so we want to do that.
0: Well, let me let me jump in and give you some props, real quick. Oh, right, because <laughs> because you're talking about where you are. I'll say we're, but it's actually in my mind probably you and Sandy more than me. I'm the guy on the couch that just like adds comments, right? <laughs> But you guys are Don't working you guys are working shortly. all week long. And then you just mentioned you do the message, the Sunday morning message. So yeah. that there's a lot of work that goes into that. Yeah. All right. So imagine working all week and then doing a, a message that you have to put on Sunday <laughs> and then working on Saturdays, which is what we're doing now on Saturdays to produce this podcast, but you've now reached Almost eight hundred thousand downloads. I was yeah. looking at the the analytics. I think one hundred
1: and ninety-three thousand unique listeners. Yeah.
0: Almost two hundred thousand unique listeners. Yeah. That is pretty crazy right there. It is crazy. Almost I And mean, by
1: the way, our you know, one of the things that we could also attribute to Google being more sensitive is that our uh subscribers to the YouTube channel is now at like twenty five hundred. Uh, uh, bothering and when we first started, it was just a handful.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, well, I think it is bothering them. I remember when I first talked to you, you were like, man we reached uh we
1: 've got twenty five thousand unique listeners and now it <laughs> 's one hundred and ninety four
0: thousand unique listeners
1: and and we're yeah, so as we close into two hundred thousand, we have uh, only you guys to thank for that and yeah uh, and you you talk about the work we do well uh, we did have a family vacation last week, so mm-hmm. that was nice, I, I was uh, glad to be able to get away and take a break so we we did uh, have a Sunday off, but we didn't leave a Monday off. We keep our podcast going as much as we can. Yeah, We try to record as much content as we can. And, uh, you know, there's so much going on. Like you said, we had Google doing their thing, uh, putting us in Google jail. We've got the, the congressional hearings on UAPs. that just happened. And uh, it, by the way, if you want an excellent synopsis or wrap up of that, Check out Timothy Alberino's website, uh, yeah. timothyalbarino.com. He recently interviewed uh, Richard Dolan, who is a premier ufologist, uh, ufologist, I'm sorry, uh, that uh, he discusses that. And there's more that was revealed that meets the eye, I think. So there's a fascinating uh, thing to check out there. Tim's such an expert on these things. It's, it's worth uh, hearing his take on that and Richard's. And then, um, of course, the impact that the movie uh, Sound of Freedom yeah. is having, exposing... Yeah. It, not really the depths of all the child sex trafficking, the adrenochrome, and all the horrid things. That's bringing awareness to yeah, it, for sure. Yeah, it's bringing awareness. So we're glad to know that that's getting pushed back from the Luciferians. I, I'm starting to think that instead of calling them the satanic global elites, I may just start calling them Luciferians because that's really what they are.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, we could also call them Hydra, which is an allusion back to Marvel Comics, you know. <laughs> that was the uh, the bad guys in Captain America's day. But uh, and you know, well, it's, but it's ultimately they're Luciferians.
0: Luciferians, when they've, they've, you know, I don't know if this ties into it. Well, I know it ties into it, but I'm a little bit off here. But they've established what's called the Lucifer Lucif Trust or something like that. Lucent. Lucent Trust, yeah. yeah that a lot of these, when you start aden- identifying who these people are and who they're being controlled by, you start looking at the names of the people that contribute to that trust and yeah. what they do with that money. That'll that'll tell you a lot about what's going on in the world and behind the scenes and you know people in the World Economic Forum and people Absolutely. people in, in the world politics the U.S. politics um, all kinds of things. It, well, it, you can, that's a whole rabbit hole. You can yeah. probably do a year of podcast. Like oh,
1: we that. we and probably more than one year. <laughs> There's so much to it there. And and you know we are in just a minute. We're going to start this program called The Coming Wrath, and we're going to. It's mm-hmm. going to be a three part series. Uh, we're gonna focus on the earth today, but um it, it leads into what we're discussing because these Luciferians that are you know funding and and deceiving and manipulating all their agenda to to be implemented on the earth are the ones that are the primary target of God's uh, vengeance. Yeah. They're going to get their comeuppance, thankfully. Before we leave the, the point of the uh UAP hearings in Congress, that what's striking me as as amazing is the three men that testified. Revealed some information that's nothing new to people that have been following UFO yeah. uh, uh, understanding and documenting what's ha- happening there. But it, it's coming out of the realm of, oh, those are kooks, those are nuts, to these are legitimate veteran seasoned Navy pilots or or high security clearance type government officials. And they're saying, you know, there's bodies, there's reverse engineered crafts, there's all these yeah. kind of things. Yeah. And nothing in the news. Yeah. Other than they recorded the hearings and they posted some videos, whether it was CNN or CBS or whoever. But there's, there. You, I don't care how liberal or conservative the websites are or the news sites are. Nothing. Yeah. This is the most earth-shattering revelation that should be the, the front-line huge headlines on every newspaper. Nothing. Yeah. Not a word. So it tells you that it's, it's control. <laughs> they're trying to control the narrative because mm-hmm. uh, they're about to reveal something.
0: A flip on the news at 5.30 every day in more central time, right? So flip on the news at 5.30, the national news, and they're going to talk to you about how hot it is, yeah. right? Uh, Climate change. Um, they always have a headline about Trump and his indictments. I mean, that's a narrative that they just never will go Trump syndrome, right? yeah. But they're, they're going to talk about everything except for, like you just said, probably the biggest news story yeah. that's happened that I can remember in my lifetime, you know, they're talking about, hey, we've got craft,
1: which to we've- me is just further proof that all media is controlled Absolutely. by the CIA, the NSA, the FBI. They, they, Mockingbird took care of that. So we're we're not. You don't trust a single news source, folks. It's it, no. And there. And I'll mm-hmm. say it. I've said it once. I'll say it a hundred times. There is no political solution to this. The only solution is for the Lord to come back. Yeah. And yeah. he is coming back, and that's what we're going to talk about today, The Coming Wrath.
0: Okay, so before we start, let's mention some of our folks, our subscribers, our premium subscribers, yeah. what we call seekers who support the show. So I'm going to read cool. off a couple names. Um, William H. Brian M. Rodney Y. Wanda B and Eric C.
1: Yeah, so. all I think they became subscribers in February,
0: February. February. Okay, I was just about to ask you that. Yeah. So we're getting caught up slowly, but right. you know, when we have to start going to eight people or ten people, that means we're we're getting new seekers faster than we're getting uh than we're able to read them off, right? So. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> so we're gonna start talking about the coming wrath and boy, thank you to all of you guys that do subscribe. You're you're helping fund what we do here. And we're going to talk about what's coming because we that are saved by grace through faith, John, uh, in Jesus Christ, we are delivered from the wrath to come. But Christ is returning, and he's first coming to gather his church to take Mm -hmm. us out of the way. Then he's going to come back seven years later with an army that will destroy the kingdom of the Antichrist and his Luciferian Mm -hmm. human proxies. So there are so many passages that describe the coming wrath. And obviously, the the book that comes to mind is the book of Revelation. That's the primary, I, I would say, that's the big picture. Okay. With a lot of details. But there is a prophetic scripture in the book of Isaiah. Okay. The entire chapter give some more general details about the coming wrath, and we're going to focus on those descriptive passages today. Okay. Uh, But before we go to Isaiah 24, we're going to turn to Romans chapter 5 because I just mentioned that we're delivered from the wrath to come, and I want to show the verses that prove that.
0: Can I interject with a question real quick? Of course. Okay. So when you you said that Christ is going to come back seven years later with an army Mm -hmm. to wipe out the armies of Antichrist. Yeah. Uh, I recently listened to a podcast that said that perhaps Christ has an army with him, but he doesn't even need the army. He's just going to speak a word, a supernatural word. And I know you know this passage where it talks about the armies of the Antichrist, like their eyes melt, the flesh falls from their bones. Like he, And I think we talked about it almost being like that scene from Raiders of the Lost Ark where they open the ark and all the guys melt and all that. So... It, is that somewhat accurate? I mean, is he going to have an army with him, and then all of the, that army, I'm assuming it's an angelic army, right? Yeah. Is it going to destroy the armies of the Antichrist, or is Christ just going to speak the word and it's done?
1: Well, first of all, you're absolutely right about the fact that he doesn't need an army, but uh-huh. he is literally called in the scriptures the Lord of hosts, yeah, and host means armies. So he has armies, and what people really don't understand is that the kingdom of God is a civilization, of spirit beings, and when hmm. I say spirit beings, I don't mean they're ghosts. We're talking about the entire spiritual realm of angels, cherubs, seraphim, and whatever else yeah. may be there. We know there's the four living creatures in the throne of God before the throne of God. We know there's the twenty-four elders in Revelation, and who knows what else? You know, mm-hmm. but Christ coming back, he it says in in the Second Thessalonians, and we're going to read that later sometime in this in this study. That he destroys the antichrist with the brightness of his coming. So the very glory of the Lord Jesus Christ would be enough to destroy yeah. uh, any enemies of God. If, if that be it. But he does come back with the host, and, he, okay. and, and I okay. believe they're going to so be involved. So it's with in an that. army. Yeah. Yeah. So for example, there's even angels that gather his elect from the four corners. So Christ could just do that with the snap of his fingers if he wanted to. Yeah. But he has servants. He has citizens yeah. of his kingdom that can do. His will for him, just yeah. as we do his will on earth. Hmm. You know? okay. God, if God wanted to, he'd come right down and appear and say, everybody believe on me, but he doesn't. He chose the foolishness of preaching yeah. to save them that believe. Hmm. Now, the, the issue you mentioned about the the Antichrist armies melting as they stand on their feet, actually that application is going to happen after they're destroyed. He's talking about the nations in the millennial reign of Christ who don't go up to uh, serve uh, to keep the Feast of Tabernacles. That'll happen to them if they don't do it. But you're right. Oh, okay. He is going to apply that same plague to destroy the armies in uh, the battle, the final battle there. Hmm. Okay. So, uh, yeah, so however he does that, it could be that it's being implemented by angels or something like that. For example, if you think about the, the Feast of the Passover and the Angel of Death would pass over if the blood was on the door. Yeah. Well, the Angel of Death is the one who smote the firstborn. Mm -hmm. So when you think about that, God's still using his hosts, his his servants, if you will, ministers. So yeah, the application of that is right. Uh, They they do destroy the armies of the Antichrist, but it's not just going to be only that time. It's also going to be applied to the nations that are saved that go into the kingdom, or not that are saved, but that go into the kingdom Mm -hmm. And refuse to keep the Feast of Tabernacles.
0: Wow, okay. Yeah.
1: So it's an amazing wow. thing. So this is not a one time thing. Okay. Now, uh, Romans chapter 5, verse 9, John uh, says, much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. So when we talk about being saved, a lot of times Christians use that term and they don't really fully comprehend what it means. We who have trusted Christ as Savior and Lord are delivered from the coming wrath, saved from wrath. Yes. So salvation literally means saved from wrath. So when you think about the very term salvation, it's talking about being saved from the wrath to come. Yeah. It's, and ultimately it's not saved just a change
0: in It's not just a change in your life. Yeah. It, it is that. Yes. Right. It's, but it's being saved from the wrath to come is what you're saying?
1: Exactly. Okay. And people want to talk, talk about salvation being a process. I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that at all. That's a religious mm. doctrine. They even talk about sanctification as a process. I don't agree with that either. You know, Paul makes it clear that we are sanctified. We are justified. Yeah. You know, we are delivered uh, uh, judicially and not physically yet, but that's coming. Yeah. That's what the purpose of the rapture is. <clears throat> Growing in the Word of God and getting mature as a saint, that's a process, mm-hmm. you know, as we get close. So, yeah, being learning how to live our life in a pleasing manner to the Lord, that's, that takes time. That takes work yeah. and effort. And, and a denial of self and things like that. But the salvation is done by him through his work only. Nothing that we can do to contribute to that. Yeah. And the point being, it's, it's literally meant to mean delivered from the coming wrath. And in Romans chapter 1, we see a slight picture of that wrath where Paul writes a few verses concerning that. And notice that he says in verse 18, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth and unrighteousness because that which may be known of God is manifest in them. So you can see his wrath is upon those that are ungodly and hold the truth and unrighteousness. Mm-hmm. And that idea of holding hmm. the truth in unrighteousness is is uh, like a suppressing.
0: Yeah.
1: Holding it back, keeping it. So we're talking about like the media, uh, yeah. like preachers that preach false doctrine. Yeah like the Luciferians that don't want to tell you the truth. Uh, Scientists. Exactly. All of them are holding the truth yeah. in unrighteousness. And then it goes on to show that they don't have excuse because that which may be known of God is manifest in them. For God has showed it unto them. They're not going to be able to say, well, we didn't know. Yeah. You didn't give us proof. Proof is every everywhere around you. Yeah. You know, Exactly. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen being understood by the things that are made, even as eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Mm -hmm. And therefore man can't stand up and say, well, I didn't know. Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God. Neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations. And notice the root of imagination is image. Okay. Idolatry. Uh, And their foolish heart was darkened. And that's what when people refuse to believe, it's because they allow Satan to blind them. Yeah. Their heart becomes darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. And the very definition of a fool is one that says there is no God. The Bible literally says, the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. Hmm. Who's the, the astrophysicist, Degrass- Tyson Tys- Neil deGrasse Tyson? I have I, no I, idea. I can't think of his name. He's, but he's
0: a super smart guy. He's who, this
1: brilliant guy. Oh, he's, he's a fool. Yeah. He's a fool yeah. according to the Bible. And I don't mind saying that about him because if he doesn't trust Christ as his Lord and Savior, he will end up in the wrath of God, yeah. You know, no matter how smart he thinks he is. Uh, but they became fools and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man and to birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. And there's the word image there. That, yeah. In other words, they worshiped. And so you can see as we look back in history of all the gods, and all the uh, monolithic structures and all the civilizations yep. that worship the host of heaven, they made images of them. Today, our images are different, but they're hidden. I think they're hidden by the Luciferians. You know, they're hidden in uh, the religion of climate change, you know. Absolutely. Uh, the religion that. of transgenderism, uh, what, whatever is the latest there's, there's, thing, there's, the latest deception.
0: I mean, people worship people, too. I mean, look what that statue that they put up about, oh, yeah. uh, on, is it Ruth Bader Ginsburg? Yeah. That, stat, that golden statue that they put up on the courthouse, I think it's in New York City. Have, yeah. You know what I'm I, talking about? I'm
1: familiar with it, but I don't know the whole details. But that they've been doing that since the beginning. The, yeah. the statues of Washington, Lincoln, and the, and right-leaning yeah, people absolutely. think that's fantastic. You're still idolizing somebody. you know. I don't care who they are.
0: I, you know, we live in Texas, and every time I drive into Houston, there's like this... 80-foot statue of Sam Houston on the side of the highway. Have you just <laughs> <Right>. seen this <it? laughs> thing? And every time I see that, it, you know, that's meant to invoke pride. And, hey, we're the city sure. of Houston. This is awesome. And Sam Houston. I'm looking at that thing going, man, that looks like a giant idol, <laughs> right? I,
1: I think they are. And, and I think that's like the image of Nebuchadnezzar, you know. Yeah. Uh, all the way around, it's a way to lift men up. By the way, I, I want to say something that... Um, you know, when we did our interview with Timothy Alberino, he was, he didn't say this in the interview, but he was very gracious uh, to you and I afterwards mm-hmm. explaining how much he appreciated the work we do and how much he enjoyed the interview. He's got a huge following and uh, he actually posted uh, our interview of him in his own subscribers okay. uh, feed. And so he's very gracious to do that too. So thank you, Tim, for that. And we obviously reached the, his audience and a whole gr- other group of people. And their comments were overwhelmingly positive, as most of the time they are. But I, I got an email from somebody that was just so ugly about us okay. um, uh, and how we conducted the interview with him. Nobody else had a problem but this one guy, so I think he's got a problem himself. But he, he actually just used profanity uh, you know, in, in his email to me about the way we treated Timothy. I think he was lifting up that man in his mind. And I don't think Timothy would ever want. Yeah, would. a little bit of hero worship. Absolutely. Yeah, and yeah. Timothy would never condone that. He's he's humble. He's a brother in Christ. And he's a person that I think would never yeah. want another individual to make something more of him. I don't want anybody to make something of me. And it should never be that way. So I think we, we lift up people way too much today.
0: Well, I would say that that email <laughs> was definitely directed at you and not me.
1: yeah
0: Because <laughs> I'll tell you this. And the reason I say that is a joke, right? Because... People need, if you haven't heard that interview or seen that interview, um, all of our listeners out there need to go listen to that interview because it's fascinating. And the reason I say that he was directing that at you and not me, because I only answered asked one question for like an entire hour and a half. And the reason I only asked one question is because everything that Timothy was saying, yeah. I was five, six seconds behind what he was saying because I was trying to process the information. And by the time I had processed what he had said, because it was so fascinating, he was already on another topic. I'm telling you. So I was like, I could, I could, you know, I couldn't even come up with a question. It, that made it was so sense. much good information.
1: Yes. I don't see how anybody could complain that he wasn't given a chance to talk because we were dumbstruck <laughs> listening to it. Now, yes, I had questions, which I sent him in advance, by the way, for the person that yeah. was so uh, upset about me. Uh, And Timothy had a chance to review them, but uh, he didn't send back and say, you can't ask that question or you're asking too many questions. In fact, he really, in many cases, uh, before I even asked the next question, he had already answered it because he has such a wealth of knowledge. And I don't think he attributes that to his own doing. I think he attributes that to the Lord. But anyway, just just to say that uh, you were talking about images and idols and stuff. And people idolize things today in in very Mm -hmm. unusual ways. So it's all about replacing the Lord you know, in yeah. the Word of God. And, and incidentally, whoever that person was that wrote you know, demonstrated nothing of the love of Christ in, in their...
0: Yeah, in, so I that's don't, unfortunate.
1: I don't believe that from the word that person used that they have a, a faith in Christ, because if they did, they wouldn't be responding that way. But it is my belief, John, that the wrath of God is coming very soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it will be revealed from heaven, as the passage we just read shows. And the unbelieving world has no idea what is coming. Yeah. So today we're gonna to actually go verse by verse through Isaiah chapter 24. Oh. Because I think if if this doesn't shake you up to think, wow, maybe I should reconsider my choices. Yeah. You know, especially if you're a person listening to this that does not know where you're gonna spend eternity, then I I hope this puts a bee in your bonnet or something, lights a fire under you yeah. to consider your life cuz when
0: uh, you read this chapter you're like man this is even half true i need to at least jump on that half
1: <laughs> well and, and as we read this too john i begin to think about all these uh, climate agendas like you know mm-hmm. global warming or climate change or whatever they call it and they're worried about the earth getting hotter they ain't seen nothing yet yeah. if you think 2 degrees celsius a global change is going to make a difference wait till you see that in the book of revelation it says the sun is going to scorch men Oof. You know, they're literally going to be burned from the sun. Probably some reference to a giant solar flare or something like that. I don't know. But anyway, let's start in Isaiah 24, verse 1. And we read, Behold, the Lord maketh the earth empty, and maketh it waste, and turneth it upside down, and scattereth abroad the inhabitants thereof. Now, my first question after reading that verse is, what tax, what law... What carbon reduction <laughs> plan are you going to implement that's going to stop that?
0: You don't think that John Kerry can stop the world from turning upside down? Oh,
1: clearly John can <laughs> because he is—he is a messiah. No, he has a messiah complex. Yeah, uh, that big landing jaw, <laughs> lurch-looking, whatever thing he is. Uh, I'm certain he's probably involved. I mean, that guy is such a hypocrite of flying around in his big gas-guzzling. He jet. and Al Gore. Oh, man.
0: <laughs> We're going on a tangent. Yeah. Here.
1: We're gonna... <laughs> well, I'm not pulling any punches anymore. I mean, yeah. if Google's going to put us in jail, <laughs> I might as well go out with a bang, you know.
0: <laughs> like literally in jail.
1: <laughs> yeah. <well. laughs> One of these days. Hey, you know what? They may not get the opportunity because it's starting to look like the rapture is closer yeah. than we realize, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but We'll have to maybe talk about that in another podcast. But we do discuss it a lot on Unlock the Bible Now on Sunday. But this verse 1 in Isaiah 24 tells us that the earth is going to be made empty, waste, and turned upside down.
0: But there'll still be humans on the earth, yeah. even after this occurs, right? Yeah, it says, very few. As
1: We'll go on further. We're going to see okay. there will be few men left. Yeah, yeah. But there, but there will be Ooh. humans, yeah. And those that are wasting their time trying to protect the planet or fight climate change are either lying to us, which they are, Yeah. Or are deceived themselves, which many that follow the liars are deceived. Yeah, because they—it's—it's it's cognitive dissonance. They can't accept the fact that there is nothing man can do to stop what is about to happen. We yeah. will come back to visit this idea of the earth being turned upside down later. I'm going to just okay. let you know that we i want to discuss that in more detail because it involves the shifting of the poles. Okay, and you know, there's some discussion about uh, that and the what the. The cataclysmic devastation that would happen, where actually nothing could survive, but I think the Lord is actually—if that is what turning the earth upside down means, and it's a shifting of the poles—he's actually. I think there's a verse that actually shows how He's going to make that happen without killing everybody.
0: Which yeah. is the last part of that verse, right? And this, it scatters abroad the inhabitants, so which means that there's still a group of people after the earth turns upside down. Yeah, which it, I and could, they're going to be. I could above. not even imagine what would happen. I mean, you're talking about huge tidal waves going across the earth as the oceans are moving around.
1: Right. So there was a, there was a great episode with AJ and the Y-Files where they talk about what could happen in, in a circumstance like that. And it would be, you know, if the earth is spinning, and I do believe the earth is round for those flat earth people that uh, want to write me. Um, and to me, this is proof of that. In fact, I posted one time on social media that the, the fact that the earth is going to turn upside down is proof that it's a sphere. And, um, yeah, because if it was a flat earth and it turned upside down, then everybody would just fall off because they don't believe in gravity. Right. Yeah, so right. everything, they don't
0: believe in gravity,
1: the flat earthers don't. Yeah. Okay. So everybody would just fall well, off. Well, even
0: if it doesn't flip upside down, then how do you, you just, if there's no gravity, wouldn't you just float <laughs> off? I mean, <laughs> I know. I don't know. I don't understand and, all well, that. There's I this one spend time on There's it, this honestly.
1: one book they all read and, and it's, it's, the math is wrong, but they think it's their Bible of, about this. So. Uh, but I don't want to get into that. I'm not, there there are brothers and sisters in Christ, I know, that are flat earth believers, so I don't want to impugn them. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I do want to say that I posted a statement that, yeah, ha, if that's proof that it's a sphere, because if it's going to turn upside down, and you're talking about a polar shift. Yeah. And somebody posted, <laughs> so, yes, and that proves that the earth is flat because you can't turn a ball upside down. Why not? I, he didn't explain that. But I'm thinking I can grab a tennis ball and I can take a Sharpie and I can put a dot on the top of it. Representing, let's pretend and say the North Pole, and I can take that ball and I can turn it upside down, and that dot is now the South Pole. So I don't know where that person is yeah. coming from, but it's 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 just a weird mentality to say those things that they say. But anyway, hmm. uh, well, as we go along, we're going to see that it's it's not really relevant because regardless of what I don't care if the Earth is shaped like a donut. I mean, it's going to happen,
0: you know. That would make more sense, wouldn't
1: it? I've actually seen little Instagram reels that talks about the Earth. theoretically possible the Earth is shaped like a donut. And then I've spoken to people that believe the Earth is actually is a ball, but it, a sphere, but it's inside out. Like we're on the inside surface of a sphere and the sun is up in the center.
0: I think people are just spending too much time thinking about stuff. I mean, come on. There's a lot
1: of wacky theories out there. Now, look at Isaiah 24, verse 2. It says, And it shall be as with the people, so with the priest. As with the servant, so with his master. As with the buyer, so with the seller. As with the lender, so with the borrower. As with the taker of usury, which is uh, interest. Okay. Okay. So with the giver of usury to him. So (laughs) good to see that the bankers are involved in all this. Mm -hmm. So the point being that in connection to all that's going to happen on the earth in verse 1, though we have global leaders, corporate oligarchs, hidden entities that make up these satanic global elites or Luciferians. No one, not from the poorest and least powerful to the richest and most powerful, is going to be able to escape.
0: Hi, if you're enjoying this podcast, please consider being a full-time subscriber. We are going to use these funds to expand the message and get the word out about what's in the Bible that the world doesn't want you to know about.
1: That's right, John. We appreciate you listening, but we'd love it if you'd subscribe. That way we can reach more people with the time we have left. So enjoy the rest of the podcast, but think about subscribing if the Lord puts it on your heart.
0: To subscribe, just go to BibleMysteries.Supercast.com.
1: Thanks. The global cataclysm that is going to happen. Mm. No amount of wealth or power is going to protect them from the wrath of God. They think they can win. That's the sad thing.
0: If you don't believe. That's the one way you can escape, right?
1: Well, so you've got the groups that don't believe because they're in denial or deceived. And then you've got the Luciferians that know it's true, but they believe their false god is capable of defeating Yahweh, the creator of heaven and earth. And that's literally what they think. If they are Luciferian then they worship. But then, but then you have the, the believers,
0: dragon. but then you have the believers which is the body of Christ today who are raptured out prior to this event, right? Which was I was going to ask you this, when when is this event occurring? Is this at the end of the seven-year tri- tribulation?
1: It could be any time within the seven years. I oh, personally wow. think it's going to happen sometime after the middle of the seven years. Okay. But I don't know hmm. for sure. Because I know that Moses and Elijah, who I believe are the two witnesses of Revelation 11, yeah. uh, do signs and wonders and plagues upon the earth, that the people of the earth hate them because of
0: that. Is that in the first three years? Three and a half, so. half years? First three and a half years. Okay.
1: And that's also the time during which the 144,000 sealed servants are going to be preaching Okay, to bring Israel back to the Lord. Yeah using signs and wonders. And so it would make sense to me that it might happen after they're taken out. Because there's a rapture for them, too. Okay. Wow. Okay. A mid-tribulation rapture is real, but it's not for the church. It's for them. Okay. And for the two witnesses. So I think that it's possible it could begin as soon as we leave, as soon as the rapture of the church occurs. Okay. But it's more likely to happen later.
0: At the mid-trib Possibly point, sometime after the in point, yeah, And not at the end.
1: Hmm. Well, it could be at the end, too. Hmm. But I think you know it's interesting. You don't
0: think it's at the beginning of the millennial reign? No. So so then almost like anyone who's left on the earth at the end of the tribulation is destroyed, right?
1: At the end, the Lord comes back to defeat the armies of the Antichrist. Yeah. So the need to pour wrath out has ended. Okay. So the earth could reel to and fro and turn upside down right before the Lord himself comes back. Hmm. But I think it's going to be going on in the last three and a half years, probably.
0: I know. Okay, so last question. I'll stop <laughs> interrupting the podcast. <laughs> and it wouldn't be at the end of the millennial reign. Because during the millennial... Different,
1: a different wrath. There.
0: Okay, because I was going to say, during the millennial reign, there's a large group of people that are on earth that are going to come in defiance of God again.
1: That's Correct. right. at the At the end of the thousand years, Gog and Magog will will be yeah. uh, gathered together again because Satan is loosed out of his prison. Yeah. And all it says there is that there is going to be fire come down from God that burns up the earth. Okay. So it's it's not going to be. There's no mention of the shifting of the poles. It's possible, hmm. but there's no mentioning of it. everything that this chapter is describing is involving the seven years of tribulation. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So if we go to verse 3, it says, The land shall be utterly emptied and utterly spoiled, for the Lord hath spoken this word. So we speak of emptied. We mean emptied of inhabitants, Mm -hmm. animals, perhaps buildings, other things. We see a lot in Revelation, a lot of the trees are going to burn up, the grass burn up, the sea's destroyed. Almost as if the earth is going to throw off civilization like one would discard trash. Now, it's funny how you've got people that are uh malthusian that want to like the georgia guidestones limit the earth to 500 million which would mean the death of like seven and a half billion people yeah you know the lord is going to do this and it's the irony is the ones that are going to be destroyed are the ones that want this limitation of population yeah the ones who are literally trying to go about population control are are the ones that are going to be destroyed so the Lord has spoken this prophecy. He said, the Lord hath spoken this word. It can't be stopped. It can't be annulled. It can't be delayed. Hmm. It has an appointed time, and it's going to happen when the Lord determines its time. Yeah. This shows you the power, because if, if, he's, if it doesn't happen according to his word, he's not God. And so if he's God, it's going to be according to his word. There's no stopping it. Hmm. Then we okay. get to verse 4. It says, the earth mourneth and fadeth away. The world languisheth and fadeth away. The haughty people of the earth do languish. And the word haughty shows up a few times. And that's the proud. That's the arrogant. That's the Luciferians. You know, these so-called leaders. So when it says the earth mourns and languishes, which means, languish means to grow feeble or exhausted. Okay. You know, like you're just spent. And so the haughty people which I do believe are the satanic elites. Okay. Uh, he's referencing there. They grow feeble before the Lord of heaven and earth. They're going to see him, and their knees are just going to... They can't stand They're going to be like, oh, man, we messed up. Oh, we, their, we their strength gone. will prove yeah. to be no match for the yeah. Lord. They won't even be able to stand in his presence. You know, With all their arrogance, with all their adrenochrome leaching, with all their biometrics, and, and quite frankly, I think the haughty people are, are going to be the ones that took the mark to be genetically changed, to yeah. be powerful superhuman, Nephilims, 2.0s, whatever Harari thinks we're going to evolve into. Mm-hmm. They're going to be the ones that are going to, they, they will have no strength to stand, neither will mm. really any other human, if there's any human. Um, now, that word fade away, we had read a moment ago, it says that the earth languisheth and mourneth, excuse me, and fadeth away. And that word fade away is interesting because in Hebrew, it's the word nabael, nabal from a strong's concordance. Okay. And it means treated as foolish with contempt and to wither and fall or, or fade. So it's like God views man's wisdom as foolishness, Yeah, like we were talking about earlier. And foolishness is defined in the Psalms, like I mentioned to you a moment ago. Uh, let's read that, because I want, I want okay. anybody that might listen to this understand that if you, I don't care how smart you think you are, what kind of a scientist you think you are, but if you think that you're so smart that you don't believe in God, Psalm 14 verse 1 literally says, the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. You are a fool. He says, they are corrupt. They've done abominable works. There is none that doeth good. The Lord looked down from heaven upon the children of men, to see if there were any that did understand and seek God. They are all gone aside. They are all together become filthy. And that's where we're headed.
0: Absolutely. This has yeah.
1: to be referring to after the rapture because we're going to be gone. And there are, those, there are those of us that are righteous. There are those of us that are, you know, we have his righteousness. Okay, yeah. And we're seeking his will. But he says they are all gone aside. They are all together become filthy. There's none that doeth good, no, not one. Now that's truly the condition of man in his lost state even today. Yeah, yeah. But once we trust Christ, we have God's righteousness. And then he sums up. He says have all the workers of iniquity no knowledge who eat up my people as they eat bread and call not upon the Lord. So like I said, the very definition of a fool is to say there is no God, meaning the creator. They're going to ultimately worship a god, hmm. uh, but they're going to believe So in you the think deception.
0: this is this ref this um scripture references post rapture
1: specifically yes but it has its application okay in uh, to all of us that are lost When
0: when when you were reading that it, it se- this sounds a lot like to me in in Matthew and it says in the so is in the days of Noah mm-hmm. right that's that's when the rapture will occur right when
1: well before that the the rapture is going to occur prior but, uh, to the, the days of the coming of the son yeah
0: which the days of Noah was, all flesh was corrupt. Yes.
1: that's right. You're right. So I think the application of that in its dispensational context, if yeah. you'll let me use that term, is going to be specifically during the seven years. Hmm. Okay. You know, because that's exactly what's happened. They're eating up my people, which in this case, there's going to be an Israel that turns back to the Lord during the tribulation. Yeah. They're not the church that gets raptured out, they're the ones that must be tried. As silver is refined, Whew, that's and, be a
0: tough period. Oh, it is
1: going to be very tough. But see, the Lord always protects the righteous. Yeah. You know? It doesn't mean none of them will ever be persecuted. Yeah, because we're persecuted. Yeah, you know, the church has been in tribulation mm-hmm. since the beginning, but the, it, it means that they're going to they're delivered from wrath too. They're going to be protected from wrath. Yeah, and we'll see that at some point. So, because man does not fear God or His judgment, like the smart scientists and whoever. Mm-hmm he oppresses you know. He'll, he'll, he, because he doesn't fear judgment he doesn't care he hurts to them it's evolution, natural selection mm-hmm. law of the jungle, survival of the fittest yeah. so to take from you all that you've achieved in your life means nothing to them it's just mm-hmm. a lion eating a gazelle it's just a predator eating a prey they don't care but there's no morality yeah. if there's no God there's no reason why you should have a right to life and liberty
0: You say this, I just keep thinking the term useless eater. Yeah, that's how they do it. Their mindset at the World Economic Forum and all of these Luciferians, all of these satanic global elites, right? They all get together once a year and they all talk about our futures, right? And about how what they need to do to tell what us what to yeah. do so we can own nothing and be I mean, it, ugh, it makes me sick to even oh, it, talk it, about that stuff.
1: It is. It's so evil. It is intrinsically evil. And Klaus Schwab and all those yeah. minions that are part of that, yeah. they are absolutely satanically controlled.
0: But they are professing to be yeah. wise, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, they stand up there and tell us all what we need to do to save the earth and how we all need to live in fifteen minutes. And it's always and, been
1: that way. Think of ugh. it. Man yeah. has always oppressed his fellow man. Slavery has existed Absolutely, from the beginning. Yeah. You know this idea that slavery is a, a recent thing that just happened in America is ridiculous. Yeah, that's men have been enslaved from the beginning, and it started with the Nephilim giants enslaving humanity. Yeah. So, and it didn't. There was no "quote unquote" race, mm-hmm. you know, the human race. Yeah, yeah, and that's still true. I mean, these, the different ethnicities has nothing to do with race, in my opinion. I think racism is defined by racists hmm. because if you think there's a distinction between humanity, you're a racist. Mm-hmm. And every liberal Democrat I know is a racist hmm. because they think that certain races deserve certain protection oh, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. They're, not, they're not good enough. They're not smart enough. They've been oppressed, whatever. That's racism.
0: Yeah, that's so all their policies. That's
1: the, everything about that shows that they're racist. Paul said God made of one blood all nations yeah. to dwell on the face of the earth. There's only one race. It's the human race. Hmm. What's coming, though, is a hybrid mixture. Yeah. And they're going to be extremely racist against humanity yeah. as God designed it. So, hmm. yeah, that's, they're setting the stage for that. But it doesn't matter because the Lord is coming to put an end yeah. to this injustice. And so let's read verse five of Isaiah twenty-four. Remember, we're going verse by verse. And it says, The earth also is defiled under the inhabitants thereof, because they've transgressed the laws, changed the ordinance, broken the everlasting covenant. And John, we talked about this in a prior episode. The everlasting covenant. Mm -hmm.
0: So you think about it,
1: they want to say, well, because of pollution, because of carbon, because of overpopulation, the earth is defiled. No. It's defiled because of the inhabitants. And here's the reason why. They transgressed the laws. We're mm-hmm. going to come back to that. Change the ordinance. The ordinance. One ordinance. Broken the everlasting covenant. What is that covenant? So man has defiled the earth, not pollution, or not with just pollution and garbage, yeah. but with wickedness yeah,
0: yeah. and
1: unrighteousness. They've transgressed the laws of God,
0: Yeah.
1: calling... Good, evil, and evil, good. We're seeing it all around us. It's proliferating mm-hmm. that they're accepting of what, what's once considered evil is now good. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've changed the ordinances, <laughs> which is likely the ordinance of marriage, through the transgender agenda. Yeah. And they've broken the everlasting covenant, which we'll go over this again because we reviewed it in a previous podcast. But for those that didn't watch that, Genesis chapter 9. Yeah. So in Genesis chapter 9, for a bit of context... This is after the flood of Noah. God destroyed the earth with a flood because of wickedness. Mm -hmm. And in Genesis 9, verse 9, we read, And I behold, this is God speaking, I establish my covenant with you. And he's talking to Noah Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and his family. And with your seed after you, so that's all humanity afterwards. And with every living creature that is with you, because there were animals on the ark, of the fowl, of the cattle, of every beast of the earth with you, from all that go out of the ark to every beast of the earth. And I will establish my covenant with you, neither shall all flesh be cut off anymore by the waters of a flood, neither shall there be any more a flood to destroy the earth. And God said, this is the token or sign of the covenant, which I made between me and you and of every living creature that is with you for perpetual generations forever. I do set my bow in the cloud. And he's talking about a rainbow. Yeah. And the, the bow shall be seen in the cloud, and it shall be for a token of a covenant between me and the earth. It shall come to pass when I bring the cloud over the earth, uh, that the bow shall be seen in the cloud, and I will remember my covenant, which is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh. And the water shall no more become a flood to destroy all flesh. The bow shall be in the cloud, and I will look upon it, that I may remember the everlasting covenant between God and God. And every living creature of all flesh that is upon the earth. So God made a covenant yeah. with Noah and his family and every creature afterwards. The sign is the rainbow. Yep. That's the token. Mm-hmm. A covenant is a contract. Okay. If you and I make a covenant of, let's say we're gonna, you're gonna sell me your house, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, we sign an agreement. If if either one of us reneges on the agreement, there's a legal recourse. Yeah. Right. I I give you a deposit to down payment and I back out of the deal well you get to keep the deposit. Mm -hmm. You know, if you as the seller back out of the deal, I've got some recourse as well Mm -hmm. to get my money back or to sue you for whatever. I I don't know how real estate works today, (laughs) but that's the idea. So if God's sign or or rather God's part of the covenant is, I will no more destroy the earth with the flood and here's the token to prove it won't happen— what was Noah's side of the contract?
0: I mean, I would, I would suppose that it is, um, and Noah representing future generations of mankind, that they yeah. would be faithful to
1: God, right? That's true. But what he actually said before he made this covenant with them is he said, I give you dominion of the earth. Go ye therefore uh, okay. and be fruitful and multiply. Okay. So man's part of the deal. Was to have the stewardship of the earth
0: yeah.
1: and to fill it up. Well, you can't procreate if your gender has been mutilated.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You can't procreate if you're homosexual.
0: Yeah,
1: And yes, you can adopt a child, but you have to get that from yeah. a heterosexual couple or through the heterosexual means of mm-hmm. reproduction. Right? So that's breaking the everlasting covenant when now the norm is there's 40 genders or however many they say yeah you know and you're actually considered bigoted if you believe there's only male and female who were created by god for the purpose of multiplication yeah to be fruitful and multiply so that's the breaking of the laws and the covenant the everlasting covenant
0: isn't part of breaking that covenant also though that you just mentioned that god said i'm going to give you dominion of the earth right yeah. so if man man then turn around and give I don't want to say dominion, but the right to the earth to Satan, which we've seen right when they start uh, um, worshiping whatever different gods that Satan represents, like the Roman Empire. You know, you got it. Whatever they just turned over. Hey, you get to be our new master of the earth. They broke the covenant that way. You got. I don't know if it's the LGBT and all that stuff so much although they stole, it's all of it they yeah that's part of that right mankind saying oh great you're going to give us all whole dominion of the earth and let's go all we got to do is be fruitful and multiply the first thing they did was turn around and give it back to satan and say so now we, you know kind of you're our master now well that's exactly what's happening that.
1: which was why i use this the real estate Transaction as as an example. Real estate is in play here because if man's given dominion of the earth and that's the birthright, as Timothy Alberino writes in his birthright, then if enough of the wealth or really what is real wealth is real estate, Mm -hmm. if enough control of the title of the deed to the earth is in the hands of the Luciferians, they can then turn around and give the title deed to Hmm. the Antichrist who is not human, but he's so that's idiot. why
0: they want us to own nothing. Yes. <laughs>
1: and, and be happy. You'll own nothing and <laughs> like Grin it is what the idiot said. Yeah. <laughs> so as we've discussed before, the, the everlasting covenant is that man should multiply, replenish the earth, and have dominion. Okay. He's ceasing to keep his end of the contract through the transhumanism movement, through transgenderism, homosexuality, pedophilia, yeah. which is ties into the child sex trafficking, and the turning over of the title. Mm-hmm. Through through socialism, which is the mechanism to gain control of all the property.
0: Yeah.
1: The the great reset, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So all these perversions defy the covenant, and these perversive groups have adopted as their symbol the very token of the covenant, which is the rainbow. The rainbow yeah. So I find that extremely ironic. Satan always likes to slap God in the face, mm-hmm. you know, with his own word. So to wrap this up, we're going to go to verse 6. <laughs> okay. Isaiah 24, 6, it says, Therefore hath the curse devoured the earth. Because of all these things. Because man uh, d- defiled the uh, the earth uh, and broke the everlasting covenant and all that we just discussed. Therefore hath the curse devoured the earth, and they that dwell therein are desolate. Therefore the inhabitants of the earth are burned, and few men left. The wrath of God is not going to be with water. Yeah. It's going to be with fire. Hmm. You talk about climate change, the <laughs> climate is changing, and I do believe we're getting warmer. I believe God is preparing the earth for the coming wrath, and no legislation is going to stop
0: that. Yeah. Those
1: yeah. who fearmonger about climate change are right about one thing, the climate is about to change in a very big way, not because of increased CO2. The increase is due to the planet warming, not the other way around. You think about that. Hmm. the increased warming produces more plants, which produces more CO2. Yeah.
0: Okay.
1: They Well, actually, they, they absorb more CO2, so yeah. they need more CO2, so they can produce oxygen. So it's not the other way around. It is warming in preparation for the Lord's wrath,
0: where men hmm.
1: will be burnt up. And uh, one more passage, uh, well, a couple more passages to describe that in more detail is found in Malachi chapter 4, which is okay. the last book of the Old Testament before... Uh, Matthew, and in verse one of Malachi four, it says, "For behold, the day cometh that shall burn as an oven." Now, an oven heating up is a lot hotter than a couple of degrees Celsius. Yeah, you know. And all the proud, there's that word. I love how it, it's God is constantly saying, "All you arrogant people, all the hotties. all you Schwabs, yeah. all you Hararis, all you Carries, all you Bidens, all you Trumps. I don't care who they are.
0: Yeah, yeah. you know.
1: There's you know, there's no." Politics with God. You know, every one of these birds that are proud and arrogant, yea, all that do wickedly shall be stubble. And the day that cometh shall burn them up, saith the Lord of hosts, that it shall leave them neither root nor branch. But unto you that fear my name shall the Son of Righteousness arrive. And notice it's a capital S-U-N. Yeah, what's the
0: significance of that?
1: Because Jesus Christ in Psalm 119 is likened as the sun coming out of its chamber. Okay. You know, every day the sun. S U N. S U N. Oh, okay. Every day the sun rises is a picture of Jesus Christ returning. Huh, okay. And he calls him as a bridegroom, hmm. and he's the bridegroom. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, but unto you that fear my name, shall the son of righteousness arise with healing in his wings, and ye shall go forth the righteous, and shall grow up as calves of the stall, and ye shall tread down the wicked, for they shall be ashes under the soles of your feet. In the day that I shall do this, saith the Lord of hosts. So Schwab and the Google people and Rothschilds and whoever is part of the Luciferian crowd, you're going to literally be ashes under the soles of the feet of God's people. We're going to tread you under our foot because he's going to burn you up. In the day that I shall do this, saith the Lord of hosts. The earth is going to burn like an oven, John. Likely due to like these solar flares. Yeah. Another phenomenon that we couldn't possibly control with acts of Congress. This is why the idiots in charge are actually discussing a plan to block. So the you're something. saying there's
0: nothing to this gas stove thing?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's that's probably more of them trying to control you to gain control of your property again. Yeah. Because you can't cook, you can't eat, you can't heat your home.
0: I think that's every, them trying to move everything towards. There's something behind this whole electrical agenda. Electrical yeah. cars, move away from gasoline and diesel power. Get away with, do away with natural gas, move everything to electrical stoves. Yeah. It, it, it's all, you know, I and, don't know what that's all about. Well, it's, all, it's about, it's about know, money, probably. And, <laughs> and what is
1: destroying the planet more than mining of lithium
0: oh, yeah. for batteries, and you know, and, the, and, and children enslaved. Slaving people yeah. to do it.
1: Right. Yeah. They're just in total denial. So what we're talking about here is in that passage about the earth being burned up. We're trying to show the people that believe in climate change, you're right, but you're completely wrong about the way to handle it. The way yeah. you need to handle it is trust Christ as your Lord yeah. and Savior because you're not going to stop this. Revelation 16, Yeah, uh, I mentioned this earlier, but let's read the, the passage in verse 8. And the fourth angel poured out his vial upon the sun, and power was given unto him to scorch men with fire. And men hmm. were scorched with great heat and blasphemed the name of God which hath power over these plagues. And they repented not to give him glory. So at some point, the earth is going to burn so bad that all this stupid climate change agenda is going to be proven to be a fraud. So back
0: to what you said, this is like solar flares. Absolutely. All of a sudden the temperature, but men survive this, they get scorched, but then they, um, they <clears throat> blaspheme. So they're still alive, right?
1: Makes you wonder why we have deep underground military bases. Hmm.
0: So all the elites can go can down to the air conditioning? And hide, <laughs> Well, yeah. while everybody on the surface is where it's 150 or 180 <laughs> degrees getting burned up. And by the <laughs> way, they can't die, right?
1: That's right. There's going to be a, a number of people that can't be des- yeah. killed by one wow. of the plagues. I don't know if this is one, but they're going to be scorched, hmm. implying that they're not dying, you know. Yeah. Now, maybe they do die, but uh, we see hmm. a revelation that the sun is going to do the scorching with fire. Yeah. So there's going to be some phenomenon going on. In the, in, the, uh, in the solar system. And there's nothing you can do to change that. Yeah. Reducing your carbon footprint is not going to change that. And then uh, two more passages about this. 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, John, verse 7. Okay. And you who are troubled, Paul writes, rest with us when the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels in flaming fire taking vengeance on them that know not God and that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ who shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power. And the irony here is that the flaming fire that's coming on the earth that we're seeing happening in the time of wrath is not the end of it because these individuals will ultimately end up in a lake of fire for everlasting destruction Mm. in flames when he shall come to be glorified in his saints and to be admired in all them that believe because our testimony among you was believed in that day. So there's going to be other sources of uh, burning men than the sun, uh, including demoniac beings that are going to burn up everything in their path. And I think at this point, I talked about um, uh, doing two more pastors, but I think this will be a good stopping point. Okay. Because we're going to get into a whole other area of the coming wrath, which has to do with the new wine. Okay. And So we don't want to talk about new wine, but we're going to come back and we're going to save for next week and describe this Army of demonic. demonic creatures that are going to be burning everything in their oh. path. So it's you know it's like the phrase out of the frying pan into the fire. Yeah, it just keeps getting worse. <laughs> it just keeps getting worse. So if nothing else, we're trying to impress upon you the importance of understanding that God's wrath is coming on the earth and it's going to be burned up. Uh, there's going to be fire like you can't imagine. And if you think the climate change agenda and saving the planet, and I, I know some people I dearly love, that that's all they're about is, I'm an ecologist. I believe in saving the planet. Mm-hmm. I believe in global maintenance or whatever. It's like, to what end?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: God's about to burn it up. We're past the point of breaking the covenant. you know, It's not like, okay, suddenly we take care of the planet. Are you going to not bring your wrath down? Well, yeah. are you going to stop all the, the licentious wickedness that's happening on the earth? You know, that's what should have been done. And the only thing that can change that is the preaching of the, the gospel. Yeah. And we've been preaching it for 2,000 years, and it's only getting worse and worse and worse. Yeah. So our time is up. Hmm. And our time is up literally.
0: <laughs> well, well, we'll pick it up next week then.
1: Yes, we will. So please join us uh, next Monday, Lord willing, for part two of The Coming Wrath. We're going to discuss what it means when the prophet refers to the new one, Isaiah. Okay. Yeah. I look forward to learning about that. Me too. John, thank you. Yeah, John. Thank you. And we thank you for listening. Till next time, we always want to remind you to look up for our redemption draws in. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, please consider subscribing to our premium ad-free content at Bible